whoa, no, whoa, hey, wait. He's got to wait for the thing. Go ahead. <laughs> Welcome back to the Demand Better Podcast, where we are your consumer's guide in the health and fitness space. I am your host, David Corona, and I am joined by everyone's favorite physio, Dr. Popa Becco, who is coming out of Superior, Colorado, as well as he'll be here soon, award-winning journalist from Detroit and Channel XYZ, Faraz Javed. What up, Bo? What up? Let, let that rock Forever out. Forever young, background. baby. Forever young. Forever young. It's very appropriate to our topic today. I'm excited. It's one of my favorite topics. Anti-aging is the concept, but we'll get deeper into that. Uh, although I, I didn't even realize this song was called Young Forever. I call it Forever uh, Young. Young Forever. <laughs> I think the original that he's sampling was Forever Young. Okay. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, man. Exciting stuff over here. Beautiful day in Colorado. Um, I put together a piece of furniture for the baby, you know, three hours, another trip to the hardware store because I messed up one of the, the, you know, using the small screws versus the big. That was that was the, the instructions fault a little bit, but I didn't did measure twice and cut once. Did I did not do a, that. Did that you is get the those, lesson. those instructions that you can't really read? They don't give you instructions, just show pictures? It was It was pretty straightforward. The only problem was they didn't differentiate there was like screw drawers and there was one that had like a round edge i am not a technical guy i'm a new yorker well i don't think not that not that that's a stereotype of new yorkers but i feel like is. we're not we're yeah we're not we're not handy people you're rude um, you can get it you can get a task rabbit to do it for you <laughs> i don't so know listen, I, you, i'm enjoying you, it before faraz gets on I got a gripe, and I want to talk to you about it because you and I always talk about this, and I've been on this kick lately um, in terms of trainers. So I was yes. in a gym in Syracuse when I went to go see my mother. And uh, how do you feel about a trainer with headphones on the whole time he's training the person? Like the, the, just the AirPods, too? Just the AirPods are, in, baby. They're, they're, that are a, a next level of, um, I, I don't know if I should use the word, douchey? I think douchey is the word I'm looking for. People, do us a favor. Demand for them to do their job. Yeah. Demand for them to teach you and educate you so you can get better. This is your money you are spending if your trainer is on his phone all the time or has AirPods in while he's training you. Hmm, I don't think that's a really great, great, great. Not, not a good look. Not a good look. No, 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 no. But with that being said, Perez will be joining us. Let's move on. This is episode 16. And we are, yeah, 16. So let me kind of get my notes here. This is for, this is for parents, but most parents we all know, at least my parents or my mother's not into any form of podcast. But if you have an elderly loved one, this is the moment to take action. And we're not joking about this. You need to do it now. We're going to lay out all the why over the next hour, and we really want to know how this is resonating, not just for fun. We really want to hear how you're going to get your mom and dad moving today, and like on cue, he's here. The model, the six-pack, all of it is here. It's it's Perez Javad. Hey, Perez. How are you guys doing this morning, or afternoon, rather? We're, we're great, man. We're groovy. And yeah, we just introduced the topic, but we'll, we'll we'll back up. We'll do a little moonwalk for you. <laughs> I I actually would pay to watch that. Like I would I would actually even do that. <laughs> okay, well we we just did it. What's new for us for your for your fans here? Because you are the model of the group. Go ahead. Oh, you oh, saw no, that? No. You saw the hair toss right I there. I did. I did. I did. I, did. <laughs> I was like, if you're gonna be modeling, then I might as well fix that. <laughs> what, what do you? What product is that? Is that just natural? Or are you using a little? This gel is Scully. This is homemade? called Scully. I wasn't asking yet. It's, it's a it's a combination of both. It's it's a little bit of a hairspray, a little bit of clay. Ooh, clay. Wow! Wow! <laughs> okay, so so let's we got to go on to our topic, which is senior fitness. But before we go into our topic, I must must take a step back and say that we are sponsored by Fit Care Physiotherapy and Wellness, where the idea is to focus on your fitness. So you can avoid the healthcare space. With that being said, concept of aging, Dr. Bo. Let's go. Yes. So the concept is 
how we think about aging. Everyone accepts aging. I want to direct folks to David Sinclair, who's doing a lot of really cool stuff in this space. I think we've touched on his stuff uh, in previous episodes. A uh, great book called Lifespan, which is different than uh, Health Span, which he's bringing some interesting uh, definitions and words and things to our the forefront of uh, his, the subtitle of that book is Why We Age and Why We Don't Have To. And just the fact that aging is not currently categorized as a disease. And if we start to change the thinking of, hey, is this something I should just accept? That every year, again, the statistic is after the age of 30, we start losing muscle at a pretty rapid rate. After the age of 40, we lose 1% of our muscle mass every year, not including folks that are working out and trying to reverse that concept. But if we just live our lives, we lose that. There's this program cell death. It's very fascinating stuff. I'm going to minimize how deep I get into the physiology because I can spend, you know, a good couple of hours going into that. But yes, I think the concept of aging is one that uh, as I'm aging, as uh, we're all here aging, (laughs) however, we think of that is is it simply a loss of function? The term that we keep coming back to is, do we stop playing because we get old or do we get old because we stop playing? And so that's the big thing here is the mindset. And a great quote that I shared on my social media a few days ago that kind of came up randomly. And I was like, this is, this is perfect, is you're too old to not work out. So yeah. if you're not working out, you know, because I hear all the time, I'm too old to start. And I'm saying you're too old not to start. You're, you know, if you're just going to continue to decline, it's this vicious cycle we were just talking about right before is this fear loop of I don't want to move or it hurts to do this or I'm scared to do this. And those are all valid. And we want to make sure we're not diminishing that. But then you do less, you don't move, you deteriorate further, and then you have more pain, you get weaker. And it's just this vicious cycle of, of getting worse and worse. Well, let, let me let me bring it back to you. So we can go back to the squat challenge. I've had three knee surgeries on my right knee. I was like, you know, I go down there, that suck, you know, that sucker hurts. That sucker hurts. And over time, within a week, you know, it was like four to five days, I believe, that the pain diminished. And I was sitting in there and I started feeling better. So so we go back to the analogy and the analogy do is it, you know, does it you stop playing? Yeah, you stop playing. Pretty much. You're not doing what your body is capable of doing. Um, Jens, but- let, let me ask you this, though. When, it, when, when you guys say aging, what's the definition of aging? Are we talking about when you start losing muscle mass? Are you talking about when your hair starts to gray? What, what do you define as aging? So Look at this right here. No, go ahead. I'm good. Sorry. <laughs> You're not. I don't know if that qualifies for aging corona. <laughs> Uh, no, it's a great question for us, and thank you for, for bringing it there. And I, again, I'll, I'll go to David Sinclair's definition, and, and we can talk about chronological age. So you can literally say, I was born on December 2nd, 1983, for anyone who wants to steal my identity. Um, and <laughs> But, but I'm sure but I'm sure that that's not, I mean, for, the, for our purposes. Right, no, so there, what I was starting to say is there's chronological age. And so, again, this is where somebody who's 70 years old. Yeah could be feel like they're 40 or they could feel like they're 100 so there there's the other part of it is biological aging Mm -hmm. um and again the damage that we inflict so my really simple definition of aging and i appreciate you asking it this way is aging to me is not just how old we are it's the accumulation of damage every single day and how much we can reverse that so if being out in the world even being exposed to the sun uh, being exposed to radiation, Wi-Fi waves, all these things. Our skins get damaged. Everything, there's damage happening. So if we really were able to, to you know, I use the whoop to measure my some of my data. But if we really were able to look at exactly the total, let's say, again, uh, today, I'm getting exposed to negative 20 points of damage or just negative 20 aging points. And if I do a workout, even though that's causing some more damage, but I recover the right way and I eat the right way and I have great conversations and I do these things that are bringing me up. Now I have positive 21 points. So I've actually had a net of one point. I've gotten one point maybe younger by having the right combination. So that's my oversimplified definition of aging. So I appreciate you asking that. But there are other biological ways we can measure aging. We can look at telomeres in your DNA, uh, this very high level stuff. And fortunately, 
a lot of these things are coming along. David Sinclair, who I mentioned earlier, is uh, pushing some of these concepts. And hopefully within a year or two, uh, there's something called the Horvath clock, which again, without going, like I said, I could talk about this for hours. You got me started. But, um, but that is another way you can measure how much your DNA is replicating and basically, again, how much your, what your biological age is. So if I'm 38, I can do this test and it might say, hey, you've done a lot of damage. You, you know, you're smoking cigarettes, you're eating not great food, blah, blah, blah. You have a lot of stress. Your biological age is that of a 52 year old or, hey, you've been taking care of yourself. You're, you're, you're looking like you're only 32, whatever it is. So go ahead. So it's, it's simple. Is it safe to say that every second we are all aging biologically? So now the question comes, how much of that we can, what's the percentage of aging can we sort of hold or sort of put a pause on or not pause but sort of like you said not damage or reverse the damage i think that's what you said um so is it safe to say that like with fitness with eating healthy with recovery with a more holistic approach how much of that can we reverse you're going to age uh, more gracefully doing yeah. those things go ahead bo I'm sorry. I was going to say, I think that the, we don't know the answer to that question. I yeah. think it's, it's kind of unlimited right now. Again, guys like David Sinclair are pushing that envelope to say, you know, currently I think the world record for longest lived human is around 120. Um, was in China. <laughs> I, I don't know that it's in China, but, um, or there might even be 123 or something, but the point he, he makes the claim that, um, the person who's going to live, the first person who's going to live to 150 years old has already been born. So the technology is just coming along. Again, you look at some of these sci-fi concepts, like we're able to create artificial limbs. We might even be able to do the thing where we, you know, put our heads in a jar and put that on top of a, a, a body that it's our like mind's able to control. Stuff. Yeah. All these different sci-fi things. So, so that's the question is, is, you know, if these are possibilities, um, aging wise, yes, that's definitely a thing. Again, I'm not relying on that personally. And I think the conversation we're having here is, uh, what can we do for our own bodies? And to answer your question is, again, I think it's, it's relatively unlimited, but the more we have an understanding of, Hey, this water is actually, uh, draining me. We think water is a good thing. And again, 10 years from now, we'll probably know and look back at 2022, Dr. Bo and say, I can't believe you were doing that. Now that we know this about things, the same way we're looking back, you know, 20, 30 years ago, um, and it's all coming together so quickly. So that's the exciting thing about uh, where we're at with this whole conversation is it's moving pretty rapidly and all sorts of new uh, aspects to this. So I don't know if that answered your question, but the it, bottom it did, line is- yeah. It did answer my question, but I, I guess the, what, what the follow-up I have to that, and I think this goes for the both, both you and Corona, Bo and Corona, is I personally have come across <clears throat> three categories of people when they sort of cr cross a certain threshold of aging, uh, in my opinion. <clears throat> so for example, when I look at my colleagues at work, when I look at um, people at the gym, whether they're doing CrossFit or Jiu Jitsu, and I'm primarily looking at within my age group, I'm not like looking at the young folks and whatnot. And I see, you know, people who are who, who've always been into fitness, there's a good chance they will continue that journey in some way, shape, or form, regardless of their age. So that's one category of people. Second category of people have been pretty athletic in their childhood or in their young adulthood, and then life hits them and they take a backseat. That fitness routine, their healthy lifestyle takes a backseat. And the next thing you know, they've just lost it. They're rocking the dad bod. I'm, I'm talking about men for right now. I'm not saying excluding women right now, but I'm just using that as an example. Um, and, and, and now as they're aging, it's getting worse. And, they, and then they start telling the stories. Oh, I remember the time when I was in my 20s and I could, you know, run five miles. And, you know, they have all that story to tell. And then there's the third category of people who, who probably never have done fitness. But now... Either then the mindset, well, I never started off fitness when I was young. There's no point in me doing it now. I'm just going to break my bones. Or you have, <laughs> or you have, you know, that same, there's a subcategory within that category where this thing and thinking like, I want to start, but I don't know where to start. And I'm going to stop you there. And I think most people that have never worked out are there. 
that's where they are. There's the problem in the fitness industry is really, really that where do you start and who do you start with and why do you start with that person? We, you know, episode one um, was was how to find a trainer. We 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 put it out there, and the reason we put it out there it gives people at least a guideline on how to go about finding someone who can actually help you. But the confusion between the there's people that do this out of necessity. They have to do it. The doctor says, and there's some people who just don't care um, and don't want to do it. But when it's all said and done, I think the fear of how to start, uh, where to start, I think is the biggest building block. And then the second biggest building block is getting your butt out of your house and making time for yourself. Either you're going to make time for yourself and know that nobody's ever walked out of a, of a training session or worked out and said, I feel like garbage. Unless, you know, you threw up in the training session, you might feel like that garbage in that moment. But afterwards, you feel great. Um, so and when you kind of look at it, I think people's fear overtakes what reality is in a lot of times. And, and it, it stifles them until they feel comfortable with somebody. Bo, your experience? I, I want to make sure I, I touch on a few things there. Uh, so to go back to Faraz's concept of never having started fitness, uh, this is something we've talked about and, and a very important distinction here and understanding the research and the way things are looked at with aging. It's not just about fitness. It's about an active lifestyle. So I think that's a very, 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 very important distinction to make because when we look at the blue zones, which we can talk about, and I think we've touched on in previous episodes, the common theme of living longer, living better is again, and you hear these folks, people who've lived on a farm their whole lives mm. um, and eat bacon and eggs every morning. And, you know, we can argue about the dietary stuff, uh, but at the end of the day, it's continuing to move. So that's why that concept of, um, you know, do we stop playing or do we stop dancing because we age or is it do we age because we stop doing those things? And I think it's more of the latter because modern life you know, thank goodness for all of these modern amenities and luxuries we have. I'm standing in a, you know, temperature controlled room right now. Um, I, I just literally had a massage. Someone come to my house and give me a massage. It feels great. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> and, you know, you look at the WALL-E, uh, you know, Pixar movie of it all, where we have all these modern luxuries. Um, you know, even the Peloton concept, even fitness comes to you. Um, but if you're not exposing yourself to all these different hormetic responses, so hormesis is a fun scientific term that I do want to double down on, but a lot of the diseases we're talking about here, a lot of the problems we're seeing, a lot of this aging we're seeing has to do with too much convenience, too much modern 100%. luxury. Um, and, and unfortunately, yeah, it's, it's saying like, hey, don't, don't walk you know, five minutes to go pick up your food, which is probably not the best food either. But, you know, it's, it's you know, I literally um, went and did a workout on the treadmill with a, a four, I, I had a 40 pound uh, dumbbell that I just kept moving as I'm walking up a 15% incline. This is how I grew up in Brooklyn. I would yeah. walk with my football equipment, which was probably at least 40 pounds. And I would have to walk to the bus and take the bus to the train and take the train to Brooklyn Tech uh, and then, you know, and then even walk a little more past that. And, and bottom line is I had to duplicate this and find a way to create a stress on my body that I can control and understand that that hormetic, the, the, the stimulus, the stress of that. And then I have to balance out how much of that I'm recovering from. Again, getting a massage, going to the sauna, doing breath work, whatever it is. Um, and that's where, again, we get into this equation of aging of what can we do? And are we getting too comfortable? And if we're not exercising or we're not living an active life, we have a comfortable recliner. We have Netflix in front of us. We have every movie, every piece of information we ever wanted at the touch of our fingertips. Let me, let me stop you there because <clears throat> part of our problem, excuse me, is convenience. The amount of convenience we have, how, the ease of everything. But let's take a step back. because you, you, we, you, we, you We talked on that last episode, right? The right. ease of fitness. 100%. And just because you work out doesn't, it's great that you move, but it'd be better if you did it under the supervision of somebody who could give you guidance for you to get from point A to point B. But if you don't work out, well, let's, and for us, let's discuss the issues of sarco, our sarcopenia, um, osteoporosis, osteopenia. These are things um, that some people get who do work out, um, but let's expand on it. Go ahead, Bo. So yeah, I, I, I want to say again, this is one of my biggest drivers of why we do this show, why I do my other podcasts, why I work with people and try to get them to understand this long-term 
uh, investment strategy, just like a lot of people understand, hey, I need to put money away. And if I invest, you know, $1,000 uh, a month or every few months uh, for 30 years, that compounds. And then when I'm ready to retire, um, I might have a million dollars sitting there. We don't think about that physically. Yeah. Um, and we kind of grind our bodies to the bone and we deal with injuries. We're very reactive society. So yeah, we deal with that kind of as it comes. So again, when we talk about uh, sarcopenia, osteopenia, all these things, one of my biggest drivers, and I'll give credit to a lot of different people in the industry that have kind of pushed me in this direction of, do you have a movement practice? So again, to Faraz's point, it's not just, or question, it's not just, are you doing fitness? And because a lot of people say, hey, I do Peloton, or I do my yoga class four times a week, or I do CrossFit however many times, or I even work with Corona and do personal training. Is, is that, and again, that might be the, the, the gold standard, let's say corona um but when we talk about a movement practice and i am actually in this process of uh the fact that i'm having a kid in a few months i'm trying to really double down on where's my time best spent when it comes to fitness and for the longevity of my joints of my body uh another great saying i'll throw out here is we are only as old as our joints feel so if your knee is really achy and you're like oh, i can't do brazilian jiu-jitsu anymore because my knee's bugging me or my wrist is bugging me and if that becomes more of a chronic issue and really limits you and you don't just rest it and feel better, uh, that's where we're getting into these concepts and these problems. So the, the big thing is movement practice. So for me, I'll share real quick is, is you know, uh, this past seven days, let's look at my last week. I did, I went to the pool and I swam 30 laps, which I got bored more than anything, but I just wanted to make sure I had the capacity to do that. I talked to my triathlon friends and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could do 2.4 miles. That's an Ironman distance. But I'm like, I'm just bored in a pool. So, uh, you know, maybe we need to go out to the lake and do some different version of that. I went rock climbing, I want to say two or three times. Um, I've done my ruck walk, whether it's with a, a weight vest or a dumbbell on the treadmill. Um, I've gone to CrossFit and done some weightlifting, including overhead squats, deadlifts, um, all these kind of things. So, and we can talk more about what the ideal type of fitness is. Uh, I went running. Uh, a different day just to have a little bit of that different stimulus again. So, um, you know, there's all these different ways we can look at this. I did a 500 meter row test. I forgot about that, which anyone who's done a true 500 meter row test and has their rowing technique down knows it's a very painful thing and I don't wish it upon too many of you. Um, but again, the reason I did that and I needed somebody to challenge me on it is that anaerobic threshold, which is basically how fast and how hard can you go is something, again, we say, hey, I don't need all that. Like, you kids doing your crazy fitness, like, or your, your very intense thing, and you're posting it on Instagram, like, I don't, I don't want to feel that pain. I completely understand that. And if we could put the benefits of that in a pill, great, let's take that pill. But we don't have that pill yet. Uh, we're, everyone's working on that pill. When someone comes up with that pill that puts exercise in, in, in you know, a little encapsulation, um, they're going to be a very wealthy human being. But uh, we don't have that pill yet. So I have to, I feel based on everything I've seen and I know, I have to go and suffer. I have to do these hormetic things. And the other piece of that is uh, I went into the sauna two times a week. I got a massage. I, you know, spent about 10 minutes a day foam rolling or some version of um, recovery work. So, yeah, uh, you know, to say all that, it's, it's understanding this movement practice is not just I do CrossFit or I do yoga. It's having a full picture. And that's what I try to do when I assess someone. Not everyone understands this concept. Not everyone cares. It's, it's a lot. Um, and I try to give you a report card uh, when I see you. Again, if, if I'm assessing Faraz, I'm going to look at all of his movement patterns and say, and I've done this with him, and he's going to tell talk about his trauma I created for him when he wanted to be a CrossFit Games athlete. And Correction, um, you killed my dream. Sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> go ahead, <laughs> Corona. Let, let, let's bring this into senior fitness because you're, you're not a senior yet, but let's discuss because seniors, like I said this to you and you kind of laughed at me. Um, I, I, we make lives for seniors very, very, very easy. And I'm that guy. My mom wants me to get up and get it yourself because it sounds horrible. Um, and I'm the one yelling at my mother all the time. It sounds awful. But my mother at 92 moves very, very, very well. Um, and she, and she can walk a mile without any problem. She'll complain, but she can walk the mile. We got to really, really help these seniors out 
because of the condition of sarcopenia, osteoporosis. Well, osteoporosis and osteopenia, we know, I know women in their 40s who have osteopenia. Um, and they're normally just runners. I don't want to get big. So let's talk about that. Because just, they don't, but, that's a good right. point. That's a good point. And when you do, can you also, Bo, bro, break it down just in case if listeners don't know what osteopenia is, sarcopenia yeah. is. Just break it down in one line real quick. Sure. So sarcopenia is the breakdown or loss of muscle. Osteo is bone. So penia uh, is that first stage. Uh, porosis, osteoporosis, probably the one most folks might be more uh, familiar with, is the, the, the more complete condition where the bones are really, really weak and now fragile. And that's where the doctor or someone will say, hey, you have osteoporosis. Don't do anything where you might you know, break a hip because that's what's one of the top causes of ultimately leading to death. Because uh, again, it's just this constant like do nothing and your body shuts down, unfortunately. So osteoporosis, sarcopenia, osteopenia, those concepts are all very important. And one, I know Corona's favorite sayings, one of mine as well is muscle is the organ of longevity. So yeah. again, we have this concept of losing 1% muscle mass every year uh, turnover just constantly as we are aging, which we've talked about in some different ways. And so if you, and I, as soon as you started talking about that, I started jumping up and down, not because I'm excited, but because it reminded me and something I've literally talked to my own mother about who's 72, um, about the fact that, Hey, like she just got diagnosed with osteopenia, the beginning stages of your bones are getting weaker. Reversible. Um, reversible and it's a very simple concept called wolf's law yes um which is literally saying and why we see little kids jumping and landing in the playground and when their bones hit the ground that force creates a little bit of a stimulus and we have to be careful especially with seniors we do i want to be say like hey we're not just saying everyone should just go and jump as much as possible <laughs> um but it's again that that saying of do we stop jumping because we age or do we age because we stop jumping? You know, we can replace that word in there with a lot of things. But again, that concept that our bones are getting weaker because we're not creating the stimulus for it and we're just getting comfortable. And the body literally programs like, hey, I don't need to get stronger. And if I'm just going to be sitting around watching TV or whatever the, you know, or walking and doing golf, you know, whatever, these are the common retirement kind of things, right? Um, my body doesn't need to be strong. Therefore, it's going to break down. Hold on. Complete that thought when you said that force. What does that force do when you jump? So the Wolf's Law is when you're jumping and you land, the body says, hey, I need to lay down a little bit more bone. So I need to bring, you know, get calcium and bring other parts, uh, all these different elements. And I'm going to lay down stronger bones so that the next time I land, I'm, my body's more prepared. Because now you're telling me, hey, we're going, you know, let's make the analogy of driving a car. So I need to drive 50 miles an hour. I need to drive 80 miles an hour. I need to drive 100 miles an hour. We need to either put in something more potent into the gas tank that allows us to perform higher. So if we're just putting the same gas in, it's not going to adapt. So the car, if you just drive your car 10 miles an hour, it's going to kind of be used to driving only 10 miles an hour. Um, and if you never give it the stimulus of driving, let's say 100 miles an hour, it's never going to adapt to that. There, it might be in there somewhere. But it's just the, you know, it eventually rusts. It eventually starts to break down because it's, you're not, you know, and, and if, if uh, again, if you guys, I'm not a classic car person, but if anyone knows guys who have cars from the 50s, these classic Cadillacs and things like that, they have to drive them, yeah. you know, maybe every Saturday because they need to literally lubricate those joints of the car because that's what's keeping it alive. If they just keep it under a thing and protect it, uh, under a, a canopy or whatever. Again, I'm not a car guy, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, that's the analogy there. So to complete that thought, Wolf's Law, our, and, and the other very simple concept we brought up a bunch between Corona and I is specific adaptations to impose demands. Correct. Said, S-A-I-D principle. So same thing is, is if you're, you know, and this is when we talk about getting exposed to ice or heat or all these different stimulus, lifting something heavy, uh, is one of the best ways for your body to say, hey, like, I want to stay strong and I'm going to be ready for the next challenge versus life is comfortable. I don't need to do very much. Let me take the calcium out of the bones and get weaker, which is literally what's happening with osteoporosis and osteopenia and, you, and sarcopenia. 
And you know what's interesting for us about that is watch this. Watch watch this simple prescription. Hey, Dr. Bo, you have osteopenia. What is the prescription to start reversing the effects? Watch how easy this is. Go ahead. Hello. <laughs> go jump. Go lift. That's it. So you're saying you can reverse it by jumping and lifting. And by the way, when I say that, if no one's really, if you've never really done that before, then it's best to actually do it. Do through. it safely. Do it Get, safely. You know, hire, invest in someone who's going to progress you. There's this new thing called, I think it's called Osteo Strong. Yeah. And it's these little fitness studios jump uh, popping up all over the country. And yeah, they're doing it with like a leg press and they, they allow you to kind of, and they're doing it in a very smart way. I have never gone to one. I have no affiliation with these guys. I'd love to understand it better, but you know, they're doing it in a way that says, yeah, like you can load things in a very progressive way. We can measure your bone health. Uh, they, they, I think they do the imaging and they're checking in on you. So uh, bottom line is, yeah, there's a lot of really smart ways to do it. Uh, you know, there's also that fear of like, again, if you're just listening to this and you're 80 years old and you have osteoporosis and you're like, they said to jump and lift things and you go to pick up a heavy suitcase and you blow something out or you break something, you know, idea. right. I think, again, there's a little bit of, of, you know, we need to be careful and cautious about what, how we're mm -hmm. talking, but at the same time, we're still talking about these bigger concepts. And again, I hope that folks understand we're not saying if you have these diagnoses, it's very simple, but at the same time, it is simple. But again, invest in someone like Corona, someone like, like me. Like the jumping thing, right? I'll give you a simple little thing. You could stand at your counter. You could jump about a paper. You don't, you don't even jump. need to start jumping. You, I'm oh. doing it now. I'm just doing yeah. calf raises and trying to land my heels into the ground and control that. If you don't have the strength for that, that's a problem. And this is where, again, when I talk to other 38-year-olds or 40-year-olds, there are folks who cannot do these things at that age. What do you think is going to happen when you're 68 or 78? We, 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 before, before you go, we have to remember that what we do on a daily, daily basis, we are conforming our bodies to objects. So if it's a computer, if it's a laptop, whatever, we're conforming our bodies there. As we get older, if you don't take care of that and offset that, what you normally do to your body, um, you're going to age not so gracefully. And we call it diseases of modern aging, of, sure, of yes. the modern world. We've talked about this. And again, diabetes in this rampant stage, cancer in these you know, really high numbers. We didn't see this 40 years ago. Um, and so there's definitely something. It's not just, it can't simply be, you know, this is a disease that's spreading. It's, it's literally, we can look and say, like, these are things that led to this, whether it was the push for low-fat diets that led to a lot of this diabetes because nobody understood the physiology or there was money involved and, and special interests and all this stuff. But yeah, again, I can go into hours of all that. I'm going to avoid that right now. But well, Far Faraz had a question. So let's go to Faraz. I, I did. I did. So the, the question that I had was, you know, I, I took a nutrition class back in university. I'm really proud of that, by the way. <laughs> and so I learned, I learned in that class that women are, in general are more prone to osteoporosis. All right. And I'm assuming that is still true to this date because this is back in 2003. Um, so so the first question that I have to that is, so let's say men and women, if they're active um, at an early age. Uh, and when I say early, let's just say for the sake of this conversations in their mid 30s. And then when they reach their 60s and 70s and they've maintained an active lifestyle, are they still going to be prone to osteoporosis, especially women? Um, I guess the question is, <laughs> does, does an active lifestyle beat osteoporosis or is it just one way of preventing osteoporosis? It's the best way we know how. There's, again, epigenetics and genetics. So genetics is what we are predisposed to. So if your mother and father had cancer, let's say, uh, that makes you most likely genetically predisposed to have cancer. Epigenetics is the choices we make every day. Uh, active lifestyle needs to be defined further within the framework of your question. And I'm sorry to be so technical or whatever no, about it. But no, but the active lifestyle, which and I'm glad you clarified that, because one is you can have a an active fitness lifestyle where you're right. working out and whatnot. And then you have an active lifestyle, for example, like a farmer, where right. they are so hands-on with their daily Work and they're lifting you. things and they're they're Correct. getting mixed modal cross fitty constantly varied 
you know, yeah. uh, stimuli. But, but, but considering most of the population in the urban centers, they're not farmers. They're probably, if their work actually might entail sitting at a desk or, right. Correct. you know, they probably yeah. are not lifting a shovel or digging it. <laughs> right. Um, but that said, I have seen at my gym, people in their 70s, they're doing jujitsu, they're doing CrossFit. Um, how's that even possible? Again, it's it's exactly your question. I think it's it's they've built up that fitness, and, and the crazy thing is, and I think Corona shared some of this on his social media, and I always love to highlight these when I see them. You know, there's people who are 72 years old have never done fitness to your earlier question, and they're like, whatever snaps in their mind, and they're like, I think it's time to start, or they find the right. You know, they have a they run into Corona at the grocery store, and he says what he does for a living, and they're like. That sounds like something I need. Like, how much do you charge? Okay, that's within my budget. Let's let's set up a session, you know, Monday. Um, so, yeah. And again, that quote of like, you're too old not to get fit. You you know, whatever the age is. So you're asking, how is that possible? And again, you can look at two 70-year-olds who have chosen very different lifestyles and have had very different genetics. And one can look very crippled and be on a walker and have the history of all these things. And um, and I'm sorry, crippled is not an appropriate word, but you know, uh, my intention there is just to say that they're, they're not very functional. They're not moving very well, uh, because they haven't done that for a very long time. And then you have a 70 year old who's in these like training for the, you know, this term that I wanted to make sure we brought up, uh, that Peter Atia talks about a, a MD with the drive podcast and, uh, very, very kind of famous within the space here. He's been on Joe Rogan podcast, all that stuff. He talks about the centenarian Olympics. And again, that comes back yeah. to defining uh, what things are important to you and what do you want to do and what's the ability to move around in the world. Other ways we can define fitness and health is how productive of a member of society can you be? That doesn't mean you need to be able to be a fireman and, and you know lift a human being over your shoulder, but it might be, can you are, you, are you cognizant enough and are you able to walk down to the community center and sit down and talk with 10 kids and share your life experience. That's what, uh, you know, uh, is done in a lot of these, again, blue zones where elders have a purpose. They don't just get sent to retirement and yeah. golf and, and that kind of thing. So there, there's a lot there. And again, I'm sorry I went off on some tangents, no, but I hope but, that kind of clarified. And to kind of just jump on what he, what Bo just said for us, I work with a 95-year-old woman who's a, who's a Holocaust survivor. Mm -hmm. um, she, when I met her, she was in a walker. It didn't take me more than a few weeks to get her out of the walker. And now she uses the what she brings the walker with her. Her her caregiver brings the walker so she can sit. But she doesn't use the walker to to walk around anymore. She understands she's getting more and more fit. She's doing more pulling exercise. I got her up out of the chair. This can happen. Now we're talking about it started for her. I started with her at 95. So you're, so you're saying anyone at any age can start? A hundred percent. If you're under the right guidance and you start doing things and you start attacking that person from the, where their weaknesses are and getting them to start being more functional, you can get anything. You can really, really achieve anything. Your body is an amazing, amazing piece of equipment that can work um, and do amazing, amazing things if you push it. But then at the same time, there will be a difference in performance for someone who is um, in their 70s and someone who's there in their 20s. Sure. You lose power. You lose you. What did Hank say to us, um, bro? It was he lost power and stamina. Was it those mm -hmm. are the two things he lost as he aged? Yeah. Yeah. And again, there, there's there is a natural cell death that is. Again, the, the formula I was talking about of we, we are experiencing aging every single day um, and we need to fight against that. So until we can figure out every single nuance and cranny and did we sleep enough and did we do enough of the right type of stimulus and training to keep building our stamina to keep. And again, we might need, you know, Hank is uh, for anyone just uh, who hasn't listened to our previous stuff. Hank Berger is a CrossFit athlete that uh, owned a gym in Long Island. His son, Ian Berger, was a guy I worked with at uh, CrossFit Fifth Avenue, where I first met Faraz. Um, bottom line is he's, he's, a, he's an, uh, an incredible example. You can go see him still lifting, and I think he's competing in uh, Masters 65-plus yeah. Olympic weightlifting and setting some records there. And again, I think we're going to see some 
as we every year, I think we, we're going to see more and more folks setting those masters records, which is just incredible. We saw the first, I think, hundred year old doing a hundred meter sprint, um, yeah. you know, kind of stuff. So stuff like that is amazing. And I think, again, we're just seeing the, the, the tip of the iceberg. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, to, to, that, to finish that thought is if we could find a formula and say every single aspect of aging and we can really isolate a human being in you know a, a lab let's say and say everything that's going in that's negative that's hurting you we can look at your cells we can look at your blood and we can say you, again you're getting negative 20 points a day how do we continue to make sure you're getting plus 21 points is it sauna is it ice baths is it again massage well, whatever it is well let's, let's think about you and i talked about this off offline um you look at the indigenous population we have 90 year olds sitting in squatting positions you know, now, you know, they're 90 and they're just sitting like we were squatting. It's the modern lifestyle that we live that is causing a lot of our, our us to have that need for a movement practice, for us to have a need to break what we do daily. What we do daily is what we become. You see Bo all the time is stretching and doing stuff while we're, while we're doing these things. He's always working on his movement practice. We don't do that. And then we get tired because we don't move. And it's just a vicious cycle that that seniors go through. And once they get moving, they feel better. They know they feel better. And and our, our cells respond to movement. Like we yeah. feel better, like you're saying, you know, again, people who start doing the right stuff. Most people don't realize how bad they feel. That's another common thing. I'm sure Corona's heard thousands of times as I have is I didn't realize how bad I felt. I just thought that was normal. Brain fog and achy joints and getting out of bed is hard. These are all things I hear constantly, constantly, constantly. So, uh, and, I, and I'm going to shout out uh, Kelly Starrett and Juliet Starrett, uh, who I just had on my podcast episode 103, I think, or 105, um, that they're, they're publishing a new book called Built to Move, which talks to, uh, these are basic things that we're missing. Again, like, you know, one of the things I, I work with a lot of my clients on is, and this is a common thing, after you eat, you know, whatever meal you're having, go and take a walk for 10 minutes, mm -hmm. just move. It doesn't have to be anything too fancy. And we lose these things because we're living in this luxurious lifestyle and you eat and you want to sit. And, and again, if you're not eating the right thing, that's a whole different part of the conversation. So at the end of the day, I, I just want to say, again, movement really is, you know, like there's all these cliches that I want to throw out, but coming back to muscle is the organ of longevity. The more you can keep muscle, it is the equivalent of money in your bank account. So we are not necessarily over fat, which is a conversation. We are not just unhealthy when we look at blood work. A lot of times we are under muscled, which is again happening every year that we keep talking about 1% loss. If you can battle that, if you can minimize it from 1% loss to only 0.5% loss, or even gain a little bit of muscle, which is going to happen if you're doing the right kind of training, then that's really the key to living longer is there's definitely too much muscle that we can build that such a thing but if we are pushing the envelope it's not something i'm super concerned about like uh corona kind of uh you know alluded to women saying i don't want to be too bulky well i'm saying hey if you want to live longer if you want to feel better you need muscle and that's not the same as bulky and we can go into the nuance of all that but it really is a fun piece of the conversation of under muscled and we can measure that and we see that in your function, how you go up and down stairs, how you get in and out of bed, how you get up and down off the toilet, in and out of a car. Um, and these are things that we have to start building in our youth. Well, that, so well in, in terms of game plan, and, and sorry, well, Corona, well, if I cut well, you no, off. No, no, I'm okay. going to go right there with you. I'm okay. right there with you. Just, just, okay. just hear me out for a second. Okay. We need to fill, we, we were talking about classes for seniors because we're talking about senior fitness here. So we're talking about classes. That is a game plan and that is a strategy. I'm going to take a class to, to help me move better as I get older. Um, I'm going to get a trainer to help me move better. I'm going to walk regularly. In reality, a lot of these classes don't really do that, but they have the label of senior fitness. Bo, I know you and I talked about this. Um, I don't see people walking normally coming out of a class. What would they do in a lot of those classes that I see is they, you see them shuffling their feet, right? And then the first thing that they do when they shuffle their feet is they, hey, come on down, have a seat. So you can tighten up your hip flexors some more. 
Let's just do it that way. And then we'll just, Bo, give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, so it comes back to the fact that, and this is every cis, so another quote I've, I've thrown out and, and has been, you know, uh, bouncing around in my head for the last few months is every system is perfectly designed to get the results it gets. 100%. So the fact that this is the first generation of humans in human history that is uh, has a shorter life expectancy than the previous generation, again, speaks to that modern ill of, of everything we're talking about. Um, and so to answer your question about groups, without going into too many tangents, which I want to do, and I'm, I'm fighting it really hard, is trying to evolve as a human, um, is, you know, it's simply that these are not complete pictures. And I think, Corona, you've alluded to this a lot, is when you have a group of 20 people, especially who have very different needs, yes, it's very hard to say, again, everyone do this one exercise. And again, if you're struggling over there in the back, Faraz, just, yeah, take a seat or, or we'll modify it. We'll use the lighter band or whatever. There's ways, again, and moving is better than no, you know, some movement is better than no movement. I see a lot of Zumba classes, which I have my problems with Zumba. But again, if it's getting people up and moving, great. So, but it comes back to this incomplete movement picture. And again, if you're not jumping, if you're not lifting something heavy, if you're not going to exhaustion, uh, you know, again, the concept of, and, and it needs to be progressed. And so, again, if there's 20 seniors in an assisted living facility, let's say, or a senior citizen home, whatever we want to take as an example, all 20 of them are probably going to have semi-close needs. But at the same time, they might need 20 completely different strategies for what we need to expose them to, how often, how we need to monitor their recovery. So it is can be a high-level thing, and I don't want to make it seem like it's it's impossible but this is where if we start investing the right money, and this is when I work with someone, no matter what their age, I say, hey, in six months of working with me, I'm trying to give you as much of the half a million dollars in education that I have in my brain so that you are now my deputy and you know what you need to do. And you're going to know more than whoever's running your fit, senior fitness class. And when I talk to you about how do we load, how do we monitor soreness, there's no perfect answers. So we need to be safe. We need to be clear. We need to be careful. Uh, again, if the doctor says, hey, maybe do a little bit more, you know, oh, you're getting a little fatter or your, your, your weight's going up, uh, you know, we, I don't hear that prescription, especially with no. seniors, let alone with any age of, hey, have you thought of building some muscle? That's the really easy prescription. Jump, build muscle, like, and do it safely. There's a lot of ways. Lift better. Uh, you know, I can, again, I can got me down these paths of I want to go down all of them, but, but yeah, I'm going to stop there. So hopefully that answered your question. Group fitness can be very incomplete. And I know it's one of the reasons Corona hates CrossFit. Um, <laughs> and we've, we've had that episode as well. I think it was episode five um, that we, we went down that rabbit hole, but yes, for seniors, again, this is where if you guys are listening and you have a senior citizen in your life that you care about and you want to move, help move better, they need our help. I think yes. they're probably not the ones, you know, uh, I don't know how many above 65 year old folks we have listening to this podcast. If you're there, we want to talk to you. We want to, we want to reach out to you. We want to help you with this whole thing. But the reality of it is if you're, if you have someone like that, I have my mom, I know Corona has a 92 year old mother uh, Faraz. I know you, we've talked about your, your family a bit um, offline. And so if you have someone in your life, like this is, these are the conversations we need to have. These are the ways we can start saying, hey, like if it's easy for you and I to have a conversation and then for my mom, I want to buy her a little rebounder thing that she can just have, put it down, you know, do 30 seconds of jumping. And that might be enough to move her a little away from osteopenia and away from osteoporosis. Yeah. Um, and again, it can be as simple as, hey, maybe just, you know, lift your heels up 30 times and kind of try to kiss them gently to the ground. Maybe that needs to become a little harder. Maybe we can jump within, you know, just jump one Credit cards worth, uh, you know, we can slide a credit card under your feet. So just that little bit of jumping. But whatever it is, we need to have these conversations. We need to change, you know, uh, where where is Jack LaLanne? You know, we have to be Jack LaLanne. Yep. So, so my, my question for game plan is, um, so let's say we have two 60-year-olds, one who is leading an active lifestyle, which includes having some amount of fitness, and one that isn't, that has left a, let, pretty much has led a sedentary lifestyle. <clears throat> they want to start getting active. What do you guys recommend for them to look out for when they 
so one who is already active and is furthering their fitness journey, what should they look out for? And what does the person who's starting their journey, what should they look out for? The, the person starting their journey, I'll start there, mm -hmm. okay, needs to find somebody <laughs> to help them. Okay. Define somebody. Okay. It has to be, it could be a trainer. It could be a physical therapy. Well, Bo is a physical therapist slash trainer slash nutritionist slash whatever. So he's a whole bunch of slashes. So if you get a, if you go back to episode one that we talked about, you need to go out and have somebody make an assessment on you and explain to you. If you can't move your arm like this, immediately rotate at the shoulder. We got a problem. There's certain things that are happening in your body that can be identified and they can be worked on. But if you have a problem in one area, you have a problem throughout your whole body because your body's just trying to balance itself out. So if you don't have an assessment and you think you're going to go from a book, I guarantee, I'm not going to guarantee, I will say there's a very, very good chance you're going to get injured. But what if they don't have the resources or the money to get assessed? What, what do you recommend then? I'm going to say, I'm going to say this too. When we're talking training, that doesn't always mean you need to be going two to three times a week. You can set up with someone for one session, have a plan set up, and then come back and see them eight weeks later, seven weeks later, and get a, and get another lift. Because I will say this to you, there's nothing more important than learning how to do movement appropriately so it benefits you and that you don't get injured going forward. Because if you start doing a movement pattern incorrectly and your body takes that as the norm and it's a compensated movement, there's a very good chance down the road you're going to be hurt. Bo, your thoughts? Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, the, the question for us kind of came back with is, is definitely a tricky one with, when it comes to resources, but at the same time, when we learn to drive, we take driver's ed or you have the loved one kind of spend time and teach you how to drive. So uh, that's why we're saying, if you're listening to this and you have the resources and you have an elder person in, in your life that is starting their journey or wants to, you know, move that journey forward. I think there's, there's, there should be ways we can move that along. When it comes to resources, again, that's a huge conversation that, you know, uh, I think we can certainly go into our political system, reaching out to senators, governors, uh, you know, your local council person. There's uh, going to the senior centers and, you know, that's all stuff that I think we can continue to improve. But it all comes back to our society and the fact that we never learn to move properly and we're not sitting in the bottom of a squat you know, and that's why I have to put out this 30 day challenge. And even someone as educated as Corona is like, I don't want to squat, but I'll do it. Cause you know, I love you, Bo. For the show. I love you, Bo. And then, Oh my God, I, after four I, days, I, I feel better. After oh four God. days, I feel better. But, but yeah, so there's tons <laughs> of resources. Again, the internet is a beautiful thing, but it's also got a lot of misinformation and wrong information. Yeah. So there's a lot to this conversation. Um, again, Medicare, Medicaid, you know, in, in America here, there's all these aspects of if you're a senior citizen, you might have some resources and there might be things out there and that we don't even know about, whether it's virtual consultations. Uh, again, if somebody reached out to me and said, hey, I don't have a lot of money, uh, I'm happy to send you 25 bucks. I'm like, yeah, let's get on a 30 minute call. Like, I'm not yeah. here to, I'm not, I didn't get into this profession to become a millionaire. Um, you know, like, and, and again, anyone listening to this, I'm happy to have that conversation. You know, again, if, if not everyone's willing to say that they don't have the resources, I know there's a lot more to it. And some of us have to, um, you know, put out the, there's 401s, uh, C3s and, and these, these nonprofit organizations out there. I know there's tons of them. There's tons of resources. I want to do a better job of putting that in the show notes and making sure they get it, um, put out there. Physiology first is one I'll, I'll throw out there. I don't know. Uh, exactly all the infrastructure they're focused more on teenagers but they're teaching teenagers how to breathe and deal yeah. with stress as a countermeasure to getting on medications to be an adhd so that they grow up and this is a big concept to what we're talking about here of you never learn how to breathe properly we assume people know how to breathe or how to sleep or how to eat and it's a difficult conversation to have and there's a lot of again there's there's not a lot of money to be made but there's also a lot of money to be made by doing the wrong things or selling a certain product and at the end of the day you know, get to bed on time, eat some broccoli, you know, <laughs> like, you know, start, start addressing these things, but we need to have these conversations. And, uh, to, to, again, talk about Kelly and Juliet Starrett that I had on my podcast there about built to move is their big takeaway. And I challenge them is like, where's this, where's the next Jack LaLanne? And I joke about it, but you know, the, the, the governmental regulations that get put out or of, you know, we should all have 150 minutes of exercise a week. Uh, that kind of thing. It's got to be very broad and general. So they're not hurting a lot of people, physical therapists within my profession. I can speak to again for hours of 
you know, it's infuriating that you get a senior and you want to get them moving and you don't want them to walk away too sore. And you, the last thing you want to do is make them any more injured. But at the same time, if you don't yeah. empower them to lift again, 45 yeah. pounds off the ground, like I, you can put any senior citizen in front of me right now. I'm pretty confident I can teach them to lift something heavy off the ground uh, without perfect form, but as close to perfect as possible. But that's the kind of conversation we need to be having so there, just to finish that thought, sorry again for my rantings, and I apologize again. I'm trying to do better, but you guys keep bringing but, me in. I mean, demand better from you, Debeau. So, 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 let, so. Me, let me just finish the thought of, of their big point was we're built to move, and there is no Jack Lane coming. It is up to us. So it is up to you, whoever's listening. It is up to each of us to be the node. So, again, I'm in this community with 320 units right now, uh, houses, whatever, townhouses. So – I'm going to reach out, you know, I reach out to them and I say, Hey, like if anyone wants to get a little healthier, I'm here for that. I have a lot of tools. I, I you know, and I have to be very, it's very careful with marketing and trickeration and all this stuff. And like, I'm not trying to sell myself, but at the same time, I'm like, I want to be here. If you want to come work out with me in my garage, let's do it. If you're want to, if you're ready to have a conversation and pay me some money for like how to breathe better, let's do it. Um, so there's all these different aspects, but built to move, be a node back to you. Okay, for us, for, no, for us, I'm going to throw, give you a little something else about you can follow that up. But I want to let you know something because I'm very proud of my mom. My mom's 92 years old. She's on zero medication. Love it. Zero. And she's a country girl from Cuba. She still does. She still does plants, flowers, has two knee replacements, still goes out, still does stuff, still carries the laundry downstairs. She does all that stuff. And that's just from an active lifestyle. Back to you, Fraz. No, so so uh, I love it. First of all, uh, any mother stories I always I always enjoy that. <laughs> um, so we we spoke about someone who's starting the journey, what what they should keep in mind, and and obviously the key thing is to get assessed. Um, if you don't have the resources, Bo is being kind enough, and I'm assuming Corona, you're you're going to do. The I would same. no, I've done I've done it, and okay. I do it. I have okay. people that that I make so a payment. They can reach out to you. They can reach out to you. Both of you. Sure. Um, and work something out. Um, but what about the, the the second part of the question which I had? Wh what advice do you have for people who are continuing their active slash fitness lifestyle um, well beyond their 60s? What do you want them to keep in mind as they progress? Keep going. Keep going. No, but there has no, but there has to be something they need to keep or two I, things that you need to I, keep I, in mind. If you're as active, I don't care who you are. Yeah. I'm going to go back to the checkup that Bo and I talk about all the time. Listen, man, I don't care how fit you are. You need to get checked. You need to get your bone, your, your joints checked. You need to get all this stuff looked over just because you need to function more and more properly. The less, the thing that I think that happens to people that get older, the worst thing that I can happen, to, women are normally very active throughout their lives. Men have a tendency to shut down as they get older and they mm -hmm. do less. And that, that is only from my empirical evidence of the people I deal with. But in terms of, of someone who's fit, get checked, man. Check out, find out what's, what's not working, what's working, and, and, and make that better. Make yourself 1% better, as Bo says. But there's a whole bunch, an array of things, if you are fit, that you still need to look out as markers in terms of trying to better yourself. Bo, your thoughts? Yeah. And again, it's the, the, you know, the, if you're asking for one thing for as again, whether it's someone starting or somebody who's continuing to, to do the process, it's organ, uh, it, it, muscle is the organ of longevity. Okay. So that's where we come back to how much can you lift? How many different ways can we look at that? We can do a scan of your body and say, you have this much muscle right now. Uh, it's 5% less than it was five years ago, or, it's 1% more than it was last year when we did the same scan because something you're doing is working. So uh, again, the assessment is really the key and it is getting down to the, the brass tacks of just like, again, we make the analogies of how, what is the health of your car? What is the health of all these um, correlates to your health, such as blood pressure, such as heart resting heart rate, your HRV, all these things that the whoop can easily measure for you. Um, you know, so great ways to be tracking this stuff and it's never too late to start is the other really big thing that I just want to throw out, not necessarily directly answering your question for as, but, uh, it really is. I, and again, we have all these success stories of 90 year olds who just like, Hey, show me how to lift this thing. Like, I think it's time. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, 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 I see everyone around me 
getting less fit, getting less healthy, getting less able to get up and down or even dying um, from these kind of crazy conditions and, and not that crazy, but I don't want to be there. So help me get better. Another big part of this is, is, uh, you know, mental health too. So having these different stimulus points, uh, changing how we move is actually, again, very good for our brains. Um, you know, there's all these different cool, fun ways to look at that. So there is a checklist of aging that I talk to people about, uh, exactly to Corona's point, no medication is one of them. That's a goal. And that's working with your healthcare provider. It's not just, Hey, stop taking all your medication. Um, (laughs) it's, it's working. So you don't need that medication. Um, because generally medication is, is something that has side effects and, and all these different aspects. So no medication is one of them muscle capacity, muscle measurements is another one. Uh, having a movement practice, whatever that is, even if it's, you know, I, I, I'd love all these uh, studies and anecdotes and, and things about uh, Sardinia in Italy is one of the blue zones where people, uh, they've, they've looked at it and said, there's a lot of centenarians here for some reason. So there's something in the lifestyle. So you know, they showed, I forgot what, I think it was um, Somebody Feed Phil, a show on Netflix, and he was there, and he met a guy that um, lost his wife, and he's in his 90s, and he just walks, he walks down to the market, has like a piece of bread and cheese and coffee or whatever, and then walks back home, and like, but that movement practice, and he's going upstairs, and they kind of follow him on the journey, and again, we need to build these practices in uh, one way or another, and a lot of folks are just we, we're in survival mode. Um, there's a lot of stress in the world. So if you're not doing that or your solution is, I'm just going to do a class. I'm just going to do F45. I'm just going to do Peloton. I'm just going to do yoga. It's having these conversations with folks like I think us here, and hopefully we can continue these conversations and evolve them to what's the overall picture of your body and your fitness. Um, and again, it comes back to having this kind of checklist of all these things. And it's a, it's a long checklist. It can be. Um, and we can figure out where to focus and what your resources are and what you're willing to do and where we, we got to, again, within the industry, and I'm sure Corona can talk to this, is we have to meet clients and patients where they are at. So, again, 100%. if you're brand new to your question, uh, Faraz, if you're brand new, we got to say, hey, let's start with walk 10 minutes after every meal. That's all we're doing for the next week. And if you can do that, we can add another piece to this fitness puzzle. And if 100%. we do that for 52 weeks, we have 52 new habits. And that's where, again, I'm selling sustainable, long-term, A, long vision. So whatever I'm doing is not just so you feel good and feel like you got a six-pack and, and you walk out of there limping a little. I had trouble getting up and down the stairs and stuff that people love or in their mind correlates to fitness. But we're talking about true, better movement, true, long-term fitness, buy-in, as well as, hey, this is easy to include all of these little habits. And I, you know, I can rattle off again, 52 habits right now that I want people to do. But anyway. So what I'm going to do, we're going to tie a ribbon on this <laughs> because we're, we've gone well over an hour, my friends, a little bit over an hour. But I want to just want to do this real quick. We are sponsored by Fit Care Physiotherapy and Wellness, where the idea is to focus on your fitness so you can avoid the healthcare space. So let's Let's tie a ribbon on this. Um, Faraz, you always have the great ways to kind of finish it up. Give us give us something to go out with today. Well, the, the positive thing that I want to go with today is I have personally seen uh, people in their 70s, um, even actually an 80-year-old, do jiu-jitsu. Um, and th- those of you who don't know what jiu-jitsu is, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very active... Um, form of, uh, well, let's just put this, it's, it's grappling, right? It's at the end of the day. So you are in close proximity to your opponent and you're, you're grappling. One would assume someone that old would not be able to or should not be doing it, but no, they are doing it and they're successful at it. They also compete. And that also goes for CrossFit as well. I mean, you know, Bo, you brought up um, Hank Berger. That, that, Hank Berger, right. You, you got, brought his as an example. So, well, Corona brought him up. Corona, okay, you brought him up. I, right. I, I apologize. <laughs> Corona and Bo continued the conversation. <laughs> so, reg- age is just a number. 
regardless of what how old you are, you can further and start your fitness and active lifestyle. Um, so just don't just don't give up. The, the 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 winning thing is you take that first step and the rest will just follow. Bo, what do you got for him before we bounce out? Yeah, you you know, again, I love all these uh, kind of cliches again, muscle is the organ of longevity. Uh, do we stop dancing because we get old or do we get old because we stop dancing? AKA keep dancing, keep jumping, keep moving. Um, the other one is, you know, our, our body is, and I think it goes back to an ancient Japanese saying is our body is only, we are only as young as our spine feels or as our joints feel. So, you know, things to be aware of. And again, the other really big thing is, is I, I, we didn't touch on it. I want to throw in here at the end is there's a big difference between common and normal. And again, common, and this goes back to our definition of aging and the way that David Sinclair defines aging. The reason aging is not categorized as a disease by the World Health Organization is because more than 50% of the population experiences it, which is their cutoff. So if diabetes goes above 50%, according to their definition which is heading that way, uh, it would no longer be a disease and it would just be, hey, everyone gets it. Like it's, it, we're just gonna accept it, which is what the way we look at aging. And we're just, instead of saying like, these are all conditions of aging, um, saying, hey, there's a way we can fight against this. There's a way we can reverse this. If we start doing some of the right stuff, changing X, Y, Z, um, you know, the cost of aging is mind blowing. Uh, and then again, that other piece that we didn't dive too far down is the difference between lifespan and health span. We have the technology to keep people living 10, 15, 20 more years. But if there's no quality in those years, meaning you can't go up and down the stairs, you can't play with your grandchild. Um, that's a huge gap in that conversation. So common versus normal is, again, a lot of folks my age, 38, not that old in the grand scheme of things, but uh, think it's normal to have aches and pains to have a surgery up, up coming up or have already had a surgery, um, you know, versus it's very common that that mean that doesn't mean it's normal and we shouldn't normalize it. Uh, even though we have the technology, it's, it's abnormal to have had a shoulder surgery, um, no matter how active you are to be facing again, obesity, over fat, under muscled, all these concepts. So Again, I can talk about this stuff. I appreciate you guys bearing listen. with me and calling me out when I need to be. But yeah, no, you've been, listen, it's a lot, it's a huge, huge topic. We could probably stay in this for a, another hour. I can guarantee you on that. Uh, another, but day. At first, another day, another whatever another you week. wanted to do. But I first want to thank Faraz as always for being with us today. And we and most of all, we want to thank all of you who have been spending your time with us today. If you like the show, you can help us by writing a review, liking, sharing, subscribing to the Demand Better podcast. Listen, you're never too old to start. Get on it. Get moving. And from, from us to you, get your butts in gear. Demand better. <laughs> and with that, we are wrapping up and hopefully